Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Before we get into today's episode, we just wanted to say that any revenue earned across all platforms is going to be donated to Racing for Delano. We're very lucky that we get lots of young drivers on this show. We've had some incredible guests, and I think the family have done an amazing thing setting up that foundation after a tragic event and yeah there'll be a link in the bio for anyone else that wishes to support and yeah for Delano ladies and gents welcome back to pit stop it's 10 o'clock in the morning haven't showered. All right, I'm probably wearing the same clothes I wore yesterday because we were at Silverstone <laughs> Yeah, amazing yesterday. weekend, amazing weekend. Amazing weekend with Heineken. Um, massive shout out to them. But we're up early today, guys, because we have another guest on the pod. We do. Sat right in front of us. Can't wait to get into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Benavidez. Thank you very much, my friend. Let's go. Thank you for joining Thanks, us. Yes, thank you Welcome, so much Brad. for inviting me. This is honestly, it's a pleasure. I've, uh, I've been uh, following you guys for already... Almost since your inception, so like uh, dated, let's say, a year and a half ago that you guys started, right? Yeah, so about, yeah, about that, yeah. About like a year that I've been following you guys. That's really cool. Socials. Yeah, That's really, so really good cool to hear. I love hearing it from the people we get on because, you know, like we were saying before we start filming, for me and Fabs, this is so much fun. You've just got two best mates filming it, making a show. Yeah. And out of nowhere, we get all these cool people come to our flat, talk, talk about their stories, and we can follow their journey. So we're really lucky that we get people like you on. So... Thank you for coming. I know you, you were at Silverstone yesterday. You, you've literally been racing this weekend and here we are. Yeah, it's like um, literally last night when I was sleeping, I was just uh, reminding myself, oh, damn, this morning I was literally in the F2 car racing. Like, if, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um, a fun weekend. I enjoyed so much Silverstone. The the fan base in, in the UK is, is mega. Like in the circuit, I think it was a record-breaking... Yeah, it's like over 400,000. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. 480,000 across the weekend, yeah. Melbourne also was quite a lot as well, like around that uh, number. But it was, yeah, so much people, so pretty exciting. Do you feel it? Like when you're racing in the car, do you feel that there's like more going on, more people, more hype? Maybe, perhaps, I mean, not like whilst perhaps we're racing because it's just the focus that you have to be putting into your work is... Is beyond that but obviously when we're done or like when we're going to the formation lap or whatever like perhaps you can perceive it a little bit like yeah in the subconscious but but then once you're actually focused and and you know the the racing itself then not really mm. but um yeah maybe like when the when you're going to the um, to our secondary uh pits 
Um, yeah, we were there this, this weekend as well. We were in the F2 pit lane this yeah, weekend. Yeah, we did. You guys in. did go? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, went we in for a bit. Snuck in. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because yeah, we talked about, I talked to you about yeah, uh, yeah, inviting yeah. you over. I'm just, sorry, I just couldn't. No, uh, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. We managed to sneak in. Yeah. Um, because I'll, with my team, at least, I always have to like ask them prior um, to the to the race weekend how many uh, guests I'm going to have and how many passes they're going to give me. Yeah. And uh, maximum always is three. But uh, we always get extra because, like, my son, my teammate usually doesn't, like, maximize the passes that he needs. So, like, yep. I always have around five or six, but most of them are go to my spot to my sponsors, basically, yeah. which is the AX Investment Group. So it's, Ripping it the was, t-shirt today. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold them dearly, always. <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine a lot of people want them Silverstone tickets. So yeah. I completely understand. But, no, thank you very How much you for guys, trying. Um, get them. With Clem. Clem. Yeah, with Trident. I don't know if we should have name-dropped him there. <laughs> maybe we'll bleep that. I think we're going to bleep no, that. No, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> my reaction. I mean, I've always um, had an okay regard for him. I'm just uh, this weekend, you maybe messed my uh, my races a bit. Oh, was it Clem that you had a bit of a run-in with? Saturday in the sprint race. I don't know what happened. He, he, yeah, he basically took me out. Um, oh no, Clem, bro, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, nah, man. I mean, the it's a circumstance where <laughs> you get a a weekend almost semi ruined, you know, because it's it's there's three days. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Saturday is ruined, so it's thirty percent, thirty three percent of the weekend that I wasn't able to drive because of basically one guy. Yeah, and then the last day, Sunday, um, part of it was also you know a bit affected by by somebody that was that was i don't know doing some inconsistent stuff with that he yeah. himself has yeah. you know shown yeah. and to me you know this year is like i feel like my whole life has brought me to this moment in like in the grand scheme of racing that's my background you know what i mean like there's no other meaning to my life basically it's like an existential mm-hmm. topic for 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 me the yeah. racing and um it's, and it's a blessing that I'm in Formula 2 because um, basically my where I stand at the moment is um, my, uh, my family um, always, um, let's say, brought up cash, uh, capital, as my racing um, um, basically was, was continued. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, right. <laughs> um, it's not like we, we had the cash you know, since day one, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's been, there was a, a first, the, the dream of doing karting. Then we had my family, you know, um, went alongside me and, and supported the idea. And, and we, ra- he, they raised cash for that. Mm. And then it was, okay, let's try to get into any single seater championship. And then somehow he was able, my, well, my, my dad basically was able to, was able to bring the, to um to make the 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 a business opportunity work and and he was able to raise the cash basically yeah and and that's literally it's been step by step and it's not like it's it's been there the, the financial support it's it's been um it's been brought up yeah as the dream is is continued as it's progressed that's, that's yeah. what we really want to touch on today because you know you you know we saw the TikTok video that you put out yeah. um, which was like you know it's quite, quite emotional. Um, and I know that you want to ask a lot of questions yeah, I, about that side of I it. I saw too. that TikTok video and I thought it was incredible because 
from a viewer's point of view, a lot of the time you'd have no idea what's going on in the head of a driver or like what's going on in their life off track, you know, from a lot of fans that watch it will just see a table of points, follow the people at the top and that's who they talk about. Mm. But when, you and know, it seems like a high life, you know, being a racing driver, yeah, you don't see the is. struggles yeah, yeah. that you guys have, you know, technically it is, but yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw the TikTok, like it, it's emotional, like we're yeah. hearing you write about it and, and you say, um, you know, how the pressures the pressures that are currently on you and, and how you feel. And I wanted to just talk to you about it today and firsthand, like, just understand what's currently going on in your world and where you're at. The general approach of a racing driver and what they do, it does, it does, it may seem as if it's the high life, for sure. Um, and that's like the, that's the status quo. Like, that's the average racing driver. That's their background they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, high society yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, because of how expensive the sport is right mm. but I never really saw it like that I was first a swimmer I was living in Guatemala because uh, your dad is an Olympic swimmer right yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. I, I'll just briefly say my story then um, I was born in the US but my dad is from Guatemala my mom is from Colombia cool and I moved to Guatemala when I was 10 basically I had us my family had a situation where my dad was he basically went bankrupt and he had moved to Guatemala. So I was living there the first like two years and in, 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 yeah, in not the greatest of financial states. Mm -hmm. But um, where I actually moved to Guatemala, I was actually never into racing um, before. So like as I only got into racing once I was in Guatemala and after like a year and a half. And the place, the house that we moved into, um, actually neck, we were neighbors to a, um, basically a race circuit. It was a, next no, to a track. No wow. Yeah. But it wasn't an actual track. It was just a quarter of a mile. Um, you know, the quarter of a mile racing? So, like, it's just, what is it called? It's a small go kart track. <laughs> no, quarter of a mile is drag racing. You know, oh, drag like racing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just oh, a straight. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a straight. But there was sometimes people doing karting there uh, because, so it's a straight. But then once the cars does the drag racing, they go down the straight, right? Yeah. They, they have to have, like, the, the road to come back yeah, to yeah, the start yeah. of the... Yeah. So, basically, the paved road to go to go to the back was, like, let's say, the circle. There was, like, three corners in it. And then in the straight, they would put, like, cones, so, like, to make an S. Oh, and then okay. that was your track, you know? It was, like, freaking 30-second so, <laughs> track. But, well, I read yeah, that you got into karting through YouTube. Is that right? Well, uh, more professionally, initially, like the real inception of how I literally got into motorsport was that yeah. when I moved to Guatemala, next door to where I was living, like we were neighboring a, a, that track, yeah. basically. And that's how I would go. I remember I would like play with a friend that I had there and my neighbor and I'd be on the roof of my uh, of that house and I would literally see the carts driving and i'd be like whoa that's that's crazy like i'd see it like an absolute dream to even like try one out yeah because in that moment literally we couldn't afford basically even school in guatemala yeah. was 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 being a something how tough in that here? moment it's about 10 here yeah i was about 11 see that's crazy because 10, a lot 11. of the people that are currently on your grid that you're competing with probably would have like won world championships in karting by age. Or of started karting yeah. when they were like five or six, which and I think you is nuts. Even got in I think that's crazy. Not necessarily. I mean, every every story is different. For example, Victor Martins, he started quite late as well. He was a gym, a gymnastic. I don't know how you. Call he was it. a gymnast. He was a gymnast. Yeah. Yeah, what did he, he do? Was, wow. did he, what gymnastics? Gym yeah, no, I think he was like a champion in, in gymnastics as well, and 
And there's a everybody has a different story. That's Some crazy. people start earlier than others, mm. but that's what that's when I initially like. Wow, I want to get into karting. Yeah. Um, but obviously in that moment though, we not even close to financially being able to support it. Imagine like mm. the from where I started and the financial backing that we could have had where I started to now mm. and the levels that I've mm. gone through. It's like it's insane to to believe that that was where the inception was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it started, and and I would I'd tell my dad every single time that I'd see it, like Stewie, I call him Stewie, it's my dad. Um, yeah, you see the cards over there and whatnot, and he was like he was catching on to my, to this to this um, passion that I was starting to to you know to get over these cards and yeah. looking at them in this track, and uh, and then eventually like a year after for Christmas he I literally just woke up and went downstairs and there was a there was a small uh 60 cart like a the, the mini cart oh, wow. that he literally bought for christmas no. but it was like a really really old dated go-kart it was like from the 90s it was <laughs> that's yeah. still sick though. In yeah but that still meant so much to you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in guatemala that's like those were the carts that were around anyways yeah. it's not like you could there weren't like for sale modern carts and in, in guatemala the level yeah. of karting and the level of i rate that though i rate that you didn't start with like the best gear or anything like that yeah you, know, you really had to work your way up i'm pretty sure i have a photo um, yeah, yeah, I have photos of it. I show us show after, then we can drop it okay. in over, yeah, yeah, over we'll the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's how initially I started, um, and then uh, and then and but I was mainly a swimmer as well. So when I was living in the U.S., I ever since I can remember, ever since I have memory, yeah. uh, or before I have memory, I was a swimmer. Because my dad was an Olympic swimmer. Right. So did, did he want you to, you know, go in that direction in the yeah. beginning? Yeah. A lot, a lot cheaper than, than a racing? A lot cheaper, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming trunks don't cost quite as much as a go-kart. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Let alone Poor just, dad, like, the man. tires. Imagine, like, you have to get yeah. into a race here in Europe and just the tires cost, like, the whole setup of a swimmer, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how much do kart tires cost at that level? Bro, like, 200, and 200 quid for, like, a set of tires. Yeah, yeah. tires. Wow. And then and it's all for nothing because you crash in T1 and then you get a hole in them and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. imagine the levels. So, yeah, I was initially a swimmer because also my, my, my older brother, he went, my dad, um, he brought him up through through that path as well. And he would have wanted me to do that as well. And like I said, ever since I can remember, I was doing that. Um, so your brother's a swimmer, you say? So. As well, cool. yeah. Cool, he, cool. Uh, both, my dad and brother, Olympic uh, swimmers. Oh, man. So I was brought up like mega disciplined uh, swimming in, in my household, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the discipline in terms of um, sporting background that I, that I was brought up into um, was, was there, was really there. It's an athlete type of um childhood yeah um in terms of, of swimming um so i it was karting was more just like a hobby like uh, i would do it um every once in a while when we could basically and but mainly it was just swimming and it was literally like that and but it was a slow process until like when i was 15 so imagine we were talking about four years that of a slow process of me getting even more and more and more into this yeah. mm -hmm. side hobby that I loved anyways. Like I was, and that's that's the time where I was um, like becoming into YouTube, like becoming a total fan of karting and Formula One, mm. and just getting into the sport. 
but on from the sidelines because anyways it was unimaginable to ever you know become a formula two driver become course, formula one yeah. driver not even karting in europe like that was the level of my of my of my uh bro i gotta say you're giving me goosebumps it's cool because like you know people i know people in 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 europe that let's say they don't have the budget to start but it's just to it's my story can you know represent that if there is a will and it's joined with with love with your family and yeah. and there that there's that um there's that joint sacrifice and joint dream and faith that mm. it could it could happen you know yeah. not necessarily it, it's it's impossible so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no that's great yeah so um yeah and then there was 5 years of this slow transition into into wanting to actually dedicate myself into it and once my my dad was actually you know um being more successful in his in his business um operations let's say um we uh we then started to get the opportunity of uh of the idea of moving to europe and doing karting and as soon as that you know was was coming up i was like Okay, maybe swimming can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can put go it on the back so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not what I, you know, naturally aspire to do. Like yeah. I, I, because it was suffering. You know, swimming is is something that the only nice thing about swimming is when you're in the in the competition. You know, you're preparing the nerves of going and doing your 100 meters freestyle or butterfly or. And that's the only nice part, the nerves, the, the competing edge that you then have to have when you're, you know, the last bit of the, of, of the, um, of the event and you can't feel your legs and all that acid, what is it called, the acid, um, lactic acid uh, is, in acid your, yeah. is in your muscle, you can't feel shit, you're about to fucking, you know, pass out, sorry for the language. Yeah, no, no, fuck it, go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't give a shit. <laughs> um yeah and that's the nice bit about swimming which is the competing part but that's what i only liked i didn't really enjoy which in let's say philosophical terms now that i've grown perhaps isn't the best way but because i was a kid naturally when you're a kid you don't want to do things that you don't enjoy yeah which is yeah. the practice part which is the suffering part that's the bit that i didn't really enjoy from swimming but what i did enjoy obviously was the competing edge that was i'm a natural competitor Probably because I was brought up since I was so young as a swimmer, like, you know, and I only wanted to win, only wanted mm -hmm. to win because I was, that's what was being um, transferred to me by my dad yeah. um, because he was the winner. He was an Olympic swimmer. So I had to then, you know, live up to that yeah, shit, you yeah. know what I mean? But isn't so. it the same in Formula 2, like the kind of the training that you have to do? Is that, do you, do you liken that to what it was like with swimming? I think I'm even doing it more. So before I was doing it, swimming, I was sacrificing myself unwillingly let's say mm. um but i was doing it regardless and when i was younger and uh and yeah i wasn't enjoying it but now on the other hand that i'm older and and uh, i'm i'm just i just have to prepare for formula for two racing mm. i'm sacrificing myself even more than i was doing back then when i was doing like four hours a day almost like six to eight k eight kilometers which i don't know is yeah um a day in, in the swimming practice so yeah i'm like now i'm literally because i'm free most of the time um unless i'm preparing in the simulator doing eye racing i'm yeah. then in the gym or swimming as well like again four hours a day like even be I was, before let's say i was putting four hours a day or three hours a day on willingly now mm. i'm putting maybe perhaps more hours and willingly, you but know. But you want to be there. Like, yeah. you want to be doing that shit. Yeah. And swimming is part of your, your workout for driving? Uh, 
I have to be honest with you guys. <laughs> maybe swimming, not so much. <laughs> maybe I have maybe a fucking backbone with that. that I don't, that's not, yeah. That's um, fair enough. Yeah, it's mainly running and like perhaps I do uh, cycling sometimes. Mm, yeah. Sometimes I do swimming, but uh, it's, yeah. I still have that fucking, you know, tick of not wanting to get inside the cold water, you know, yeah, that yeah. I had to go through every day. So. Yeah. Oh, so you're not into your ice bath before a race or anything like that? I actually do, do do that. You though. do? I, in the morning. That the sounds showers. like torture to me, man. How long have yeah. you done that? Is uh, it like a thing you've done for a while? I actually started just this year. Okay. Because yeah. you did it for a while, didn't you? I took a cold shower yesterday because there was no hot oh, water yeah, in, was the, in the place that we were staying, bro. And I was like <laughs> shivering like a dog. Under the so yeah, yeah ice bath would not be for me. The worst thing that I do is, well, I can't just like jump in and it's cold water and then I'm there like two minutes cleaning everything. That's it. No, I have to first, you know, go with the hot water. Okay, I'm cleaning everything. And then the last minute, I do cold water. Yeah. Smash it, yeah. Which I don't know if it's worse. Because if you initially start with the cold water, then you're getting used to it at the beginning. And then, like, you're fine. And then you just finish off like that. Yeah. I think the or, way you do it is better. I think what you do is better. I mean, better in the sense that it's more comforting or better in the sense that I think because when you get in the shower, you can, like, chill and be a bit relaxed a bit, yeah. in hot water. But then once you're getting and then out you have to and you're ready to even smash harder. it. Yeah. yeah. But I think anyone, anyone who takes a cold shower willingly is a psychopath. <laughs> like, a shower for me is I go in and I'm just, I'm zenning out. My music's on, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm blissed, yeah. I'm not going to show this podcast then to my mom. <laughs> She's a psycho then. <laughs> oh, she loves a cold shower? She, do, she only does cold shower, even in winter. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> so then I, I i moved to spain and um and uh i started racing in 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 uh like i told you before the podcast uh there was a coach that was like he came up to us and he was basic basically selling his services and um his name is felix portero and uh i started with him basically in karting the first year which was 2017 um so i was around 16 basically 15 turning to 16 because I'm born in or no yeah 15 turning to 16 um and I did one year of racing in Spain so Spanish level races uh but at the end of that year I uh, already moved um because I I uh, I uh, parted ways with him and I moved into um into not not only racing in Spain, but I went. I moved into a couple of races in in uh, Europe and um, the WSK. It's it's called WSK. I don't know if you guys have seen those races. Is that World Series karting. World Series karting. Oh exactly. My Ooh. God, that was unbelievable. Damn. I had no idea. I just guessed WSK. Damn, what else? <laughs> There's no way you guessed that. Damn. Bro, he was googling World last night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But so um. It was uh, at the end of 2017. I did some WSK races. I it was it went well for me. I had a a, a podium, um, and it was like it was crazy for me to have a podium because like um, five years before that is when I started my complete um, fanatic uh, um, uh, what what do you call it fanatic uh, stage of my life of watching these WSK races. Yeah. The commentator Ian Silvestrin, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's basically mm-hmm. a commentator of all of these WSK. He's commented, um, you know, everybody that's in Formula Two and even Formula One. Now he was commenting Oscar Piastri, Logan, oh, um, Felipe Drogovic, like in the, Carter. Oh, that's one yeah, of the yeah. names of our board. That's that's like for that's example, cool. it was a cool insight in like, my story. For example, I was literally a fan first. Probably of people like Logan Sargent, Felipe Drogovic, Oscar Piastri. Right. When I was in Guatemala, watching the karting races. Like, Wait, so how old are you? I'm 20, 20. 21, sorry. 21? So how old is Felipe? 
He must be like 24, he's, 23. Like my age. No, he's yeah. like 22. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Like so even like a fan of these Logan guys. Logan I was a fan of them because I, I was in Guatemala. So before I moved to Europe, obviously, when I was in Guatemala, like when I was 12, I was watching the, the karting races. And for me, that was like freaking top-notch level, yeah, right? Yeah. That was like the pinnacle of karting. And I was a mm. fan of karting in that moment. I was mm. like a, even though it was newbie, rookie level, mm. but I was still like a complete fan of it. And when I, I would really like look up to the to higher level of, of, of karting races, that was obviously here in Europe, and the protagonists were... You know, people like Sargent, that he was world champion in 2016 or 2015. Drogovic, that he was also racing alongside him. Mm. All these all these drivers, even the ones that I'm in Formula 2 now. Yeah. Um, I was literally a fan first of them. Even, like, it's uh, I told this story to Logan uh, when I did a F3 test with him in Valencia in 2021. That was the first time I met him. I told him, you know what, bro? Actually, because we were in the debrief with the team, mm. I'll tell you a quick story, funny story. Um you were like let's say f- first my idol rather than like a formula one driver in in my racing uh career like i literally had him in my wallpaper of my phone and i, I was even thinking sick. of doing like a poster and putting him in my in my room and to that extent i was a fan of him. i never yeah. really did it when i was younger because i, I but i actually wanted yeah. i would have wanted to do it that's how like that's the level of um of admiration that I had towards him because he That's was American. He had just won the world championship, mm. and and I was like, you know, no yeah. nobody back then yeah. in Guatemala. Yeah. But yeah. Um. And so and then when I moved, like I said, when I was then finally there, and I was in racing in in these WSK races, and I had my first podium, and the commentator that was like for me, my total, like um. Yeah, uh, inspiration because also the commentator, right? Like I just loved his 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 um, entertaining skills and his commentating skills. Yeah, the energy it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like when kids are watching Formula One races and the commentator gives them goosebumps. Well, for me as well, karting commentator was giving me yeah. goosebumps. And imagine out of nowhere, boom, you get you get him commentating your first podium. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean. That's After amazing. We have Crofty doing it for Sky, David Croft, and he. I don't know if you've heard his commentary, but he's amazing. He's he amazing. amazing. And we had him on the show. Great guy. Yeah. 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 Of course. I saw it. It was lights out and away we go. Yeah. 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 That was like really viral on TikTok. Yeah, oh, on our, oh, on our pod? Yeah. Yeah. It was like the most viral it. one, I think. Yeah. We, I don't think like it did go really big. Yeah. We kind of fished for it. We're like, we, we really would love you to say it. <laughs> yeah. He was really kind to do that as well. Good sport, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was good clout management. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. It was Fab's idea. Fab's idea. It's incredible. We tried. We tried. <laughs> and then I got the podium. And that was awesome. That was legit. And um, and like my dream was already coming true. And then from then on, it was just it's just been you know moving up the ladder in the ranks. Um, like I said, obviously for every single um, season, at the start of it, my family we never had like the money. It was it was like like I said, it's been hand on hand like. Mm-hmm. hand with hand bringing up the cash yeah. as as the as the as the necessity you know arose yeah. basically <laughs> so um yeah so 2018 again did more karting races obviously it's it was that year also was a financial struggle like i said it was oh this year this this next race we don't have the cash for it perhaps we're not going to do this race but then the next race we can so also let's say my um mm, the love, the amount of races that I could also get into these these years when I was doing karting was also limited, um, but still I was I was doing them and and it went it went well. I was already in the European Championship level like proper like with the top ten. Was it limited 10. how many races you did because doesn't it cost so much money to go to a certain race? Don't you have? To- 
It's expensive. You don't like pay a ticket, do you? Don't you pay per race or something? Uh, so you pay to the team. Usually, you can have like a contract, and you'd be like, okay, I'm I'm a I'm a BRLR or Tony Kart driver for for this season, and then you have like you know on the calendar what are the races that you're going to be going into okay. and this is like the best way to do it this is the way that this is the proper way because then you're actually with a team and then the they know that you're going to be with them the whole year and and politically speaking as well you can have um better material basically yeah. like you, you know the the relationship then you have with the with also with the motorist they know you they know you're going to be there the whole year they know that you have the budget you already paid up front you know the proper um the proper amount that they wanted that they asked for so it's and yeah that's that's like the proper way to to um get into a year of karting a season of karting mm-hmm. otherwise it's like you pay per race which is what we were doing and then still it's really expensive like a race in the shifter um class where i was racing in like per race could be like 8k which is in that moment was like, yeah yeah and how many races per year or season 2018 for example might have done let's say like six seven yeah yeah that's enough that's enough money that's like ridiculous yeah for, it's, for culture, it's very done, expensive yeah. out of just like that and and that's like because we weren't we weren't paying full price in the sense that because of the team that i was with like we like we could also after after my first year with them like my first events i was already on the podium i was like you know top three of their driver lineup yeah. out of the 10 drivers that they had immediately so that was like damn that was also to my merit it was pretty cool that um and that was also something that then allowed me to and my family to like get better deals with them per race that mm-hmm. we'd go through so instead of paying full price we just you know yeah more more on to what actually costed right. so but yeah it was still really expensive and um and yeah that was 2018 but then 2019 like a miracle happened my dad had a really good business opportunity he uh he he um basically made proper cash 2019 uh, not enough to do an actual, uh, so what I did in 2019, I was really quite old already, I was 17, but I went um, into um, Formula Renault. Got it, which, yeah. Which in a normal driving career, let's say normal in the sense as Oscar Piastri, um, yeah. Felipe Djurkovic, Logan Sargent, they, any, I'm saying these names because they're on the fastest <laughs> <top leaderboard, laughs> but the yeah, the yeah. average <laughs> Joe racing driver that's coming with a, like a good promising racing career. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, they don't go directly into a championship like Formula Renault, which is now Formula Regional. Drivers usually go through uh, through Formula 4, you know, preseason testing Formula 4, maybe one year, two seasons Formula 4, and then they move into a a season, a championship like Formula Renault, Mm -hmm. or which is now Formula Regional. So what is the cost of, like, Formula Renault? Uh, Formula Renault. So that year, my dad, he, he, like I said, he, he, he earned cash with, um, with his business, and um but like i said it wasn't enough for the whole 2019 season it was enough to just like to enter and let's say okay we can do the down payment on on half the season so that's what we did contractually speaking Hmm. and um and i don't know if i should be saying this or or not on the we can cut whatever we need yeah i don't know if it's like uh like politically speaking i should be saying it but i think you're safe judging we've had this conversation with a few other people oh, yeah. and yeah. we spoke about like you know how much is said f4c yeah, yeah. f3c f2 you know so yeah okay. we're, yeah All right. i think you're safe okay so yeah um it wasn't enough so the what it would what would be enough the budget it would, following your question is around let's say from a reno from the region and i was like f- half a mil basically yeah 
which is a lie. Big <laughs> step up so from much, go karting, eh? Yeah. So much for for a level which you know, even though it's part of the Formula Series, it's still you know quite low compared to F1. Yeah, exactly. And it costs that much money. That's even mad. quite low compared to imagine the amount of coverage that they get compared to even F3, FIA F3. Yeah, well, right? they, they don't really. Yeah, it's not, not it's really. Never, Nobody it's, really knows it. Like at least F3 and F2 is on the, the same calendar as F1. You know, yeah. you can watch it on the same weekend. Yeah, that's the only thing that gives it a lot more coverage, yeah. But mm. then Formula Championships, like Formula Regional, they're still quite expensive. But because ultimately, you know, the the level in it, you know, the, this is, they're the same teams. It's the same kind of racing. Maybe just the car is a bit slower and and whatnot, but it's yeah. it's really just the same thing. Because then the driver that won that championship, boom, goes to F three, and then he winning in that championship as well. Mm. F three championship. So um, yeah, like for example, like Oscar Piastri did. You know, he won the Formula Renault that year in twenty nineteen when I was racing, and then the next year in twenty twenty, so he won with Prema. Yeah, in twenty nineteen. Is, is he good? <laughs> like how because a lot of people nah. have, a lot I think okay. he's unbelievable I right? have a funny story with him and I think you know maybe you can clip this in yeah we'll make a good clip <laughs> yes if you know following your question if he's if he's good I know that that year he did well but I do have a memory with him that we were in uh, so Budapest Hungarying around 7 or around 6 of that of yeah. Formula Renault and uh, we were on the forma- we were on the not even the formation lap the lap to the grid so, you know, the, before the formation, we were on the lap to the grid. It yeah. was raining, and uh, he was just in front of me. I was, I was driving just behind him. We were all driving slow. It was, like, raining quite hard, uh, and it was aquaplaning. So it was, like, super slippery, yeah, yeah. just so much standing water. And you, we were just going super slow, but out of nowhere, boom, in one of the corners, boop, 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 he, lo- he loses the car <laughs> and, and lands in the barriers. <laughs> and, and then because I was behind him, I don't know, I was taking the same line, the same shit happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't race. Followed him in. We didn't even start the race. We didn't even make the formation We didn't lap. even make the formation lap, both of us. And he was like the championship leader in that moment. <laughs> And it was just the two of us, and we had to go in the car to, like, yeah, ask you, bro. <laughs> that's that's funny. Like, thanks for sharing that, because that that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of people say that he's, like, amazing and he's going to be great, so it's mm. really cool to hear stories. Yeah, about mega job then. yesterday as well, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah, big shout-out for, yeah, for him yeah, out and him. Lando, too. Yeah, I know. And um, so, yeah. Where were we from before? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're, we're in 2019. We're getting towards Formula oh, 2 now. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I did. Sorry, yeah, it's been a long <laughs> No, this is a good episode. Story. This is loose and time. Episode, you know, yeah. this is, it's, sometimes it's really nice just to hear a raw story. Like, we don't like doing interviews where it's like, what's yeah, this? What's that, that? What's this? What's yeah. it? We genuinely just want to sit back, have a chat, and learn. Yeah. And this is great. Yeah, yeah. You're today. getting really truthful insight on a. On, yeah. Yeah. It's great. great. Because other, maybe perhaps another story, they could also be truthful on their inside, but it's just like, yeah, so I did 2019 and 2020 there and there and there and there, and that's it, you know, because yeah. we had the budget, we had everything, and that's cool. But no, like my story per- could, you know, in, in that sense, um, at least financially speaking, I could like give you more some troubling insight <laughs> on it. Yeah, no, it's just great for us to hear. And I think the people at home need to hear it as well, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, everyone assumes that there's so much money, but it's not the case for everyone. We know Lewis didn't have the yeah, richest family for exactly. instance so yeah it's nice to hear it from you yeah uh exactly so for example yeah 2019 i didn't um we didn't have the full budget but we had uh, the budget for the let's say to until the equator of the of the championship mm. and uh and that that was basically it. once we got to the like round six then or like because we were in in, in the hopes that we were going to continue my dad was going to continue raising money and his business was going to continue to grow mm. but it didn't 
So when we got to like round six, the team was like, okay, uh, and can we continue? Are we gonna gonna pay? And um, and we're like, yeah, we'll do, we we'll do, we we'll do it. But then we ended up not being able to. Oh no! Nice. So yeah, so we that was like let's say half a season, twenty nineteen. So, and you had to pull out. Yeah, I had to yeah. pull out of the championship. Yeah. I did. It was I think I did six rounds out of ten. Yeah, yeah, which was which was decent amount. How do you yeah. feel at that time when you you know that you can race and you know that you can do it, but it's just the money that. It was fine. I didn't. Feel, I don't feel bad for myself. I didn't feel bad for anybody. Or yeah. no, it was. It was because I know that the whole start of it, anyways, was just a dream, mm-hmm. and it was just based on my dad's love, basically, and also my my both my parents and my family, my sisters as well. Yeah. It was just the love that they had to me, and 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 that was basically everything that was pushing the dreams to to go um, to move forward. And if it didn't work out, then like I, I was like, how could I not be grateful? You know what I mean? Of course. Like, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. um, it's better than nothing, and and because of, you know, the the idea that's behind it, you know, it's it's more, it's bigger than life. It's bigger than what? I, how could I ever, you know, be be sad that you know that it, that they weren't able to to continue fulfilling the. The dream, like it for sure, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really nice mindset to have, and yeah. I can tell that you're close to your family because, like you said, they're sat downstairs, yeah, hotel right now having a drink. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important when you have a really high intent when you do something of such high intensity, like racing, you need a really solid unit around you of people, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's really special that you have them as a family, yeah. Thank you. That's that's really where the, my gift is, it's not. Or also, for example, my sponsors. We have we haven't talked about them yet, but that's really in my story the gift that I've had, which is the love that my family has to me and towards the dream, and that's really where the all the the <laughs> the meaning is. Basically. Yeah. And then we get so we're getting towards F two now. Yeah. So well, then it was still a bumpy ride. <laughs> I'll I'll really summarize it now uh, quicker. So 2019 did half a season financial issues. 2020, COVID didn't race at all, not even karting. Yeah. Um, um, but then 2021 again, my dad after COVID was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Got another business opportunity, brought up some cash, and uh, similar story to 2019. Not, not uh, 2019, not for the whole season though. Just we did again. Um. Uh, initiating with half the season and then we would see if we can Mm -hmm. continue bringing up the cash uh we were unsuccessful with that again um so i did another half a season in um in 2021 and then um that's uh by the way i'm just gonna give you another insight on something that perhaps you guys didn't really know yeah but formula regional you you guys know the championship yeah yeah we know we know a bit about it yeah i don't know if it's great to be saying this, but that championship could be so bullshit sometimes. Man. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, because this politi- politically speaking, you can have a car, a chassis, literally a chassis, and to what it's it's speculation, but it's let's say like generally accepted speculation in the paddock, even though you're gonna go talk to the championship or to the people, they're obviously gonna neglect it. Yeah. But this is information that you know, like I said, generally speaking people drivers know it in the grid from the regional that chassis can really differ from one to another and uh, especially you know in um it's i don't want to you know being 
I don't want to be mean to the tatus, which is the which is the uh, fabric, the ones that make the chassis. Tatus. That's who Chloe was talking about in Formula F1 Academy. Yeah. Or was it before that? Well, they use an F4 car, don't they? In F1 Academy. So yeah, but she was saying there was two different chassis. One of them was a Tatus chassis. Yeah. And then there was first another generation, one. second generation, something like that. He knows it. Yeah, first sure. Yeah, that's probably, but that's because like each spec, like Tatus, there's one spec, and then they go, and then the mm. next generation yeah. is like the new generation of, of, of chassis, basically. Yeah. But one thing that does affect is like, for example, um, uh, COVID, right? 2020, 2021, um, or 2020. Um, the factories um, that were producing these chassis. Didn't have the same, you know, in the iPhones that, for example, there was a shortage because there was yeah, no. Yeah, when they ran out of iPhones. They ran yeah, out of iPhones. Yeah. Same thing happens in racing, you know. Same thing happens in the factories that are making these these cars. They're running out of materials. They're running out of shit because the whole world was going crazy back then, right? Of course, yeah. yeah so, yeah. The, you know, it's they weren't giving the most quality um, built chassis. That year and that 2021, I had a car that honestly was just mega slow. The chassis was 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 shit. Basically, I was like in power card. I was three seconds off pole, which is Gregory Saucy, mm-hmm. and which was like the fifth round. 2019, which was my first year in single seater that I just come up from karting into into single seater racing, super level that championship as well. Like I said, Oscar Piastri was pole power card. I was four tenths off him. Damn. In my first year, my oh, fourth wow. round ever, like ever in a single seater. Mm. That year, I had 2021. So like two years after, I was older. I was 19 instead of being 17, mm. um, like in 2019. Um, and I also had done more rounds, you know, after like one round, um, one track, two years after. And I was like two seconds and a half and relatively slower. Which makes no sense. No, no, no. Yeah. Which is so yeah. It's so that year as well was was really shit because of that because I was just I did half the season, barely could have done it anyways, and all for nothing because I was just completing the back of the yeah, grid for no matter that's what I do. Really tough. And I can't. Really I couldn't tough. be saying anything, but that's the truth. You know, the truth is, and I want to speak the truth. Of course. It, you can't do anything. You Man, put, it's your story. Like you, your story to be told. Like people should know. You know what? what? The truth. And you it's should. Spot on. Thank you. And you should actually um, talk about this a bit with with Gabby Bortoletto, see what he has to say with it. Because he was, I actually know him because he was my teammate initially for that year, 2021. He was initially going to be my teammate in that team. It was called DR. Right. Um, um, which they had just like, they bought a, com- they bought a complete new fleet of chassis, well, 2021 chassis. Yeah. And, and it was me, Gabby, and another driver. And we all three had like new cars. And we were just like I remember Paul Ricard in the test preseason test because he he um he in, in, initially had um uh, signed up with with this team, yeah. but we did the preseason test. Paul Ricard we're again three seconds away from pole, mm. and I was like between we were within two tenths. Like Gabby was for like maybe one or two tenths quicker, mm. but we were still like three seconds basically yeah, off yeah. or two seconds and something. <laughs> and uh, little little you know like literally a month after when the championship was supposed to start, the first round was supposed to start. He he went to another team. Oh really? Uh, yeah, but it not not necessarily because the team is bad. It's just because you know these type of things can happen when you yeah, have yeah. one chassis For that sure. isn't as good as the other one. You know. So this is where like my knowledge probably is limited a little bit. I mean, as far as I know, so moving forward to F two now, we're under the impression that the cars are all the same under the hood, but then the aero can change. Do you have issues like this with the chassis in, in mm, F two as well? That's the thing. I like I said, 
I'm talking about a very sensitive topic here yeah. because I, we're talking about, you know, quality management in a, in a whole freaking <laughs> yeah. company, right? A, build, a manufacturer. Yeah. But uh, Formula 2, no. Delara makes a lot a, a much better job in being consistent with her with her chassis, with her products. Okay. So in Formula 2, that doesn't really happen. And, that, and what you were saying about 2019, that's more timing related, right? Because of COVID and problems yeah, in the pr- factories that, and stuff as well. like that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, even though, like I said, you can't completely, um, or perhaps you could, but they're not going to like the, the manufacturer is not going to like, um, uh, create like, I don't know, like a, a, a test and they're going to put one driver and, and the same driver just go in one car and go to the other and then say, okay, you know what, this chassis, you're right. And, and confirm that the chassis is not, they're not going to do that because it's like, they can't do that, you know, mm-hmm. because otherwise they lose so much cash. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, it, that is the case. And. Like I said, maybe maybe ask him. <laughs> maybe ask Gabby when he comes on. We will. What we do you will. think about that? Because, mm. you know, um, he was with me. Like I said, we were both eating shit, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and then F2, that doesn't really happen. Like I said, different manufacturer, Delara. Um, perhaps it could happen, but really on a more micro level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. we're talking about maximum between one car, one chassis and another. Perhaps one is a bit built a bit differently because obviously chassis can never be built exactly the same, you know, but, um, but there's much more consistent with, with the Lara from the two and from the three. Um, so yeah. Uh, so 2021, it was a shit show basically. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Even though in that moment when we, because we had the budget to do those two races in Euro Formula, but we didn't have the budget to do a, a, a FF3 championship. Um, but uh, my dad was like still pushing with, because he first had, the, like I said, the dream imprinted on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And like he would get into, get into places that, you know, get into opportunities with teams or whatever that he didn't know if it was going to work or not. But he was still like building, paving the path for the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. businessman. So in, this, in this context, he was, that's what he was doing. Like he was saying, okay, you know what? We're going to do FF3 with you guys next year, but let's do these two rounds in this championship and we'll, we'll prove to you guys that my, my son could be capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. But my dad didn't know if we were going to be able to do the, the yeah. FF3 year either. Yeah. So he was sort of like risking in that He was winging it a little bit. Yeah. I like that though. Because then you still have like a winter um, break. So then that was, he was counting on that break to then like bring up the money and yeah. with any business opportunity that he could. Mate, I love, pushing. I love this whole like, like struggle. If you want to call it a struggle, like I just love that. It's been literally on the limit. Like I said, I could generically just summarize it. Every single step of the way in my motorsport career yeah it's always it was always a struggle like it was never guaranteed at the beginning yeah yeah yeah, yeah but that's yeah. why it means so much to you now right yeah I, even now even now though <laughs> and mm. i still have to get into that but <laughs> yeah yeah um well let's do that let's talk about okay. now because like i said at the beginning that that tiktok for me i thought was really special i thought it was really raw and you don't see that from drivers much, yeah. like putting their emotions into a post. Yeah. So, you know, we want to know, like, yeah, where are you at with it? Okay, where I'm at now, um, it's it's a bit of a consequence of last year. That, that was the last year that I had to talk about, which was uh, 2022 F3 last year. Um, to, to bring up the money for that year, my dad had to get into some 
some um, business that in on paper uh, initially should have worked, but it didn't. And so the cash that he that he brought up, he used it for last year racing. Yeah. Um, but since the business didn't work, like he's in debt basically. And so at the moment he's currently like quite in debt, and um, and so that's sort of carrying on to this year in the sense that even though he's not paying uh, anything this this year um, for my F two racing, it's my sponsors AIX Investment Group. Your sponsor are covering your whole season. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean basically nine. Yeah, most of it. Most that's of a, it. that's amazing, yeah. bro. That's amazing. The bit that my dad had to. Uh, he basically he's is has been really basically impossible because he's in debt for all of last year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, he, we're well, basically what we're trying to do is find other sponsors to cover the rest of well the part that he had to do, which mm. was let's say like ten ten percent of the contract, which was very little. Yeah. Um. Uh, in the grand scheme of 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 the actual contract, you know, it's it's little. Um. But uh, yeah. And so it's kind of weird because, for example, I'm in Formula 2, but we can't afford the hotel room. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Bro, that's yeah, that's mad to hear. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, Do you know what? This is madness. Like I said, it's, but it's really this year that I've been struggling the most because other years my dad ha- hadn't been doing that bad. Really, the moment that we've been this as like in this situation is this year perhaps and when i literally started so like 20 mm-hmm. i'm i'm sort of like going back to i'm reminiscing on my roots of when i start initially started karting that was much more of a struggle then my dad was able to then <laughs> cover a bit more and mm-hmm. like i'm talking about 2019 2018 2020 2021 but uh yeah it's because of last year that really got us a bit fucked basically yeah <laughs> and um yeah and this year like like you were sleeping an hour and away an hour and a half away from um, from the truck. I had to sleep with my teammate that was in a motorhome, and because we have to wake up so early, I asked my teammate, "Could I could I stay with you?" Because Bro, that's it's, insane. It's, the motorhome was just next to the track, like mm. ten minutes away. Mm. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, even on top of all of that, you know, I'm still racing Formula Two, and and yeah. I have the blessing of of the backing of the financial backing, which is like mm. I said, it's it was it it was it's unimaginable because if you put it into into perspective into relative perspective if it wouldn't have been because of them right now we wouldn't like on paper we wouldn't have the budget even for a karting championship really Mm. basically (laughs) so So, do you do you feel that pressure do you feel a weight on your shoulders that you want to perform in a race not just for yourself but for your dad uh, because of kind of what he's sacrificed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, consciously, I try to filter it out. You know, I don't want to drive with any burdens because it shouldn't be a burden. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it only should, it only should, you know, give me more power, give me more energy. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think ultimately it does. Because, like I said, you know, the funny thing about love and about you know all of these very wholesome um, backgrounds is that. Uh, Love only brings more love. You know what I mean? It's not like love mm-hmm. can create hate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You know, the only thing that love does is in uh, incentive more love. And so, you know, the the gut feeling that I have towards you know all my story and when I'm racing and even if I'm going through all these struggles is it isn't of um, ungratefulness. It's really just about you know converting all of that love into more love to give back. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't race with a burden. I think I, 
I somehow, when I'm in the moment, I, I really do convert into something greater. Yeah, and yeah. that's great, bro, that you can switch it off like that. Because me personally, I would be a fucking nervous wreck in that car. I just, I just know that I would probably crumble <laughs> if, I, if there was so much riding on it. But the fact that you can just switch into that professional, that shows that you're a pro athlete to me. I am absolutely loving this episode. Uh, this has been amazing so far. At this point, we do want to get you on the sim. Yeah. So let's grab your sim lap. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and here we go. Brad's three laps start right here, right now on pit stop. Oscar Piastri to beat, flying down into the first corner there, beautifully negotiated. Now I must say the practice laps that we have seen have been quite quick, so no pressure, but we are excited to see what you can get out of here. Round the final corner at the end of lap one, and we just won't know what that time is yet, but I think it's quite quick. Brad, you've just done your three laps, man. Where, whereabouts roughly are you kind of hoping, do you think you may have come on the leaderboard? You've got some stiff competition, I've got to say. At least, at least give me better than Correa. <laughs> better than Correa? <laughs> because, yeah, he's my direct... He's more of my direct competitor at the moment. So yeah. I want to be close to him at the moment. The good news is that you've beaten me and Jake. Okay. For a start. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty good. You've also beaten Billy Munger. Okay. Billy Munger set a decent time. You've also beaten Freddie Hunt. Now, Freddie came and set a stonker of a lap, and you've beaten Freddie. Okay. You've also beaten Correa. Oh, let's go, let's go. Okay, I can be happy now. You yeah. know, I just make up the number and that's it. I can be, I can be there already. Right, yeah. Fine. You've also, you've also beaten Felipe Dragovic. Okay, now I'm in the podium. Brad Benavides, you set on the pit stop, fastest lap, a one minute, oh. Five. Five. Okay. Point six, two, one. <laughs> Brad Benavides, you are top of the pit stop. You need to show me. Lap, you need to show me on the time screen. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Let's go. Oh, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you just oh, That's cool. That's cool. Oscar was our first guest on. He set an absolute stonker of a lap. No one has been able to beat him since. We've had Let's go. that many guests on, and you've just gone top of our And they were like, it was, honestly, it was like, how many laps of prep? It was Bro, like, you did about five laps. Yeah, it was five good. So it was good. Yeah, I didn't. Did I overdo it, or? I didn't do that. Cheers. That is unbelievable. <laughs> well done, mate. I Cheers. Can't Thank you. It. Someone yeah. has finally pipped Oscar. Let's Someone go. Someone at the top of the pit stop fastest yeah. lap. Now I gotta do it in Formula <laughs> Two, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be. It's time for me to do it there as well. <laughs> I am buzzing with that. Absolutely buzzing with that, mate. That is so quick. I really cool, adore so. you guys, man. Honestly, I really feel your. The way that you guys are, are so nice and, and really, I, I really appreciate you guys. Awesome. <laughs> me, oh man, that, that means a lot. And thank you for yeah. coming down, buddy, because no you know, we know you you're guys. flying tonight, is it, or tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Back to Valencia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so mate, it's, it's been an honor having you here, buddy. Cheers. And this is a question I always ask everyone at the end. I quite like doing it now. Um, if you weren't racing, it's probably an obvious answer, but if you weren't racing, what do you think you'd be doing? Um... I don't know if it was on here that you guys asked Oscar that, and he said about the engineers thing. Yeah, he would have. It was here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't say I would have been an engineer because I don't know. I mean, I've always 
I really liked it, but probably I'd be a swimmer, to be honest. That's, yeah. yeah. If I wouldn't have done racing, I would have just followed that path and would have been a swimmer. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool, man. <laughs> what an amazing episode. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being so honest of us and having a great chat. I'm sure the audience would have really loved this one. Mm. Um, everyone watching, please do go follow, follow Brad's socials. We can't wait to follow you for the rest of the year. Best of luck with everything. Yeah. And a massive and shout then, out to your sponsor as well. I think we need yes. to let the, everyone know at home, you know, give them a shout out, man. Yeah, honestly, they're, um, like I said, they're a blessing this year. And um, they're really, uh, they're, they're really willing to win. And I really sense that. And uh, yeah, <coughs> unfortunately, it hasn't come yet. But um, the power that they have behind is, is massive. Um, and because given that they're basically, um, in my view and, and many uh, people in that area uh, view, basically they're the most successful um, financial advisory firm out there. You know, mm. like they're yeah. based in uh, Dubai. You know the Burj Khalifa? Yep. They're like the highest, they're in the highest offices of oh, wow. that building. Oh, like wow, when I cool. did the introduction, when I did like the, um, the press release, uh, for them of me um, doing the collaboration in this project with them. Mm. I did it in their um, in their office, um, uh, what's it called, Terrace, Yeah. which is actually the highest office terrace in the world. <laughs> above yeah. the clouds? And me, and the club, it was a club, we're wow. above the clouds, the highest office terrace in the world, and I was doing me, Brad Benavides, the, the speech to the that's to the so whole company sick. Sick. thanking them for the for, our, for the opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, they're re they really mean business. And they're they really can guarantee you know their clients that they're gonna they're gonna manage their wealth properly. They're, they're, they're the best out there to do it. And so if that's what's behind me, you know I it's I really can sense that success and and success only brings more success. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. I have that you know power behind me and, and I'm. Yeah, and I'm trying to convert it into into really good success and win. So, mate, that's so good to hear. And you know, like with every guest that we have on the pod, now that we we feel like we know you a little bit, we'll be rooting for you every race weekend. I can't believe you've yeah. just <laughs> you've just gone top on our leaderboard. So, so fucking, I hope Oscar's pissed off about that, <laughs> so we can celebrate that. And we've also got something else to celebrate too. Yeah, we do. Oh, I need to get it. Not only do we have someone top of the pit stop fastest lap. <laughs> But the YouTube has also hit 70,000 subscribers, so let's oh. celebrate that. Yeah! Let's go! <laughs> 70,000 subscribers! Bro, oh, we, didn't we have to clean all this up. Oh. Big men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gents, thank you so much. No Thanks for Thank tuning you, in. Cheers. Brad, you're a legend. Yes. Thank you, bro. Cheers. Woo.